This is going to be probably our last class dealing with um, with these uh, with these inyanim of of how to reframe uh, one's mind in terms of when God forbid something negative happens and how to look at it and uh, and where to go with it. So we had yesterday. Sorry, just a quick question. Because we were talking about how this is all from Hashem, and it's a closer level of Hashem, and Gamze, Lakova, like, that it's also good, are we, can we say that it's bad? I mean, obviously, it, the appearance is, but it actually is good, though, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, that's what we're saying, exactly. So what, what, we're, what we're holding right now is we had two main questions, right? We had question number one was the idea of why is Hashem calling us the ones or the people that are being, so to speak, chastised as the Oyavav. Oyavav, right, implies uh, people that love Hashem and that, um, and that are loved by Hashem. Hold on one second. Gotta get everyone down here. Hashem loves those who he, whom he chastises. Right. Hold on one second. Okay, fine. Okay, so then we asked we asked this question. We said that the idea is is that we, we looked at David Melech as we looked at David Melech as being uh, so to speak a prototype of this situation, and we said how by David Melech that. Despite the tremendous difficulties, the tremendous service that he went through, right? Nevertheless, he's constantly praising Hashem, right? And the answer to that question is that, that like, like the Pasuk says, until him, ki chasticha, right? Like it says, right? Ki toiv chasticha, mechaim. And then the rest of the sentence was that his lips are still speaking out the praise of Hashem, which means that Hashem's chesed is even greater than life. Because at the end of the day, the, the importance of the relationship with Hashem, right, is really where it's at. That's the bottom line. And since that's really where it's at, this is the reframing that a person has to go through. Now, the example that we were giving yesterday was this example of the teacher and student. And what we were saying is that as much as the language, right, that the teacher is using... When it's simple, so the language is easily understood by the student. But it's not necessarily the deepest concepts, and it doesn't necessarily uh, uh, exemplifying the deepest and closest relationship between the student and the teacher. However, when the teacher wants to give over something that is so close to his own heart, very often the student was not going to understand it as well. <coughs> this is what we're talking about here. Now, the question here and this is really the, the, the reframing that we're trying to do, is that in no way is this, God forbid, we're talking about taking away from the pain that exists. In other words, this is, these are real issues. And the pain is really there on these issues. The, the question is only that how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to uh, approach the situation in order that not that I'm going to take away the pain or not that I'm going to take away the situation because it is a painful situation. There's no way to look at it otherwise. And that's why we daven every single day that we shouldn't be challenged by this nisyonus. Because at the end of the day, like we said, we've been saying all along, our purpose down here in this world, our soul came down to serve Hashem. 
That's why our souls came down here in this world. When, God forbid, a person chas v'chalila has to deal with one of these things, he automatically gets bumped off of his bumped off of his derech. Because all of a sudden his head becomes... But a person could look at it and say, oh wow, Hashem is turning away from me, or Hashem is, is closing his eyes to me, or Hashem is moving in a, in a direction, or I have nothing left. Who do I have? I have... Instead, what we're saying is that, no, no, you're missing the point here. That I, this is Hashem communicating with me in a deeper, closer, more pertinent way than, he could, in any, than anything else. And so our approach is not that, okay, that this is not a painful situation. No, it is a painful situation. It's just that the suffering is different. Because the suffering is not that I am all alone and Hashem has left me here and Hashem is doing this to me and I, how could this... No. It's Hashem is with me in this situation. He's here. And that's why we are calling it the Ayava. Now, that leads to the second idea, which we were saying is, why are we saying that this is like the idea that the sun is going to come out, right, for these people? What does it mean the sun is going to come out? <coughs> so we know that it says in Yeshaya that, that when Mashiach is going to come, Right, that the sun is going to come out in a different level, like seven times. The, the moon is going to shine like the sun, and the sun is going to be seven times greater than it is today. And it says that the sun is going to act like a healing mechanism, so to speak, for all the tzaddikim, and it'll act like a, <coughs> a painful mechanism for all the rishayim. Something along those lines, right? The sun also is compared to Hashem. So, in essence, what we're saying here and this is what we're going to get into until we, we, we can get to the bottom line of this whole section, is that, that to recognize that really, in fact, that someone who changes his relationship with the pain, changes his whole approach and his perspective, is, is, is looking at the world from a different point of view, is also going to have this greater experience of having the relationship with Hashem. Like it says, Etzadik v'tayvlo. So we know, we've all learned the beginning of Tanya before, Tzadik V'toivlo means, right, the Arkshat, right, in Hasidus of Tzadik V'toivlo is a Tzadik, right, and that, what? That he is completely good. There is not even a trace of evil inside of him. But if you look at the Pashat in the Gemara, Tzadik V'toivlo means a Tzadik who is not suffering, is not having difficulties, is not going through bad times because good things are happening to him. In other words, the toivlo is really an, a, a description of the gashmis, of the physical scenario that he finds himself in. But Hasidus teaches also, a tzaddik v'toivlo is also someone that looks at the pain and he realizes that it's coming from Hashem's good. And therefore, he recognizes it in a different way. Like, uh, example that's given is of uh, Nachman of Breslov, right? We know that at the end of his life, right, that he was, he was suffering from tuberculosis, right? And he could barely, you know, he couldn't get a word out without him coughing and spitting blood and everything like that. Yet there was no complaints, right? So he looked at the, what appears in all of our eyes as this, horrible situation, disastrous situation, and he did not see it that way. That's the idea. It's a deeper touch in Tzadik V'toivlo. Tzadik V'toivlo means, in essence, from when we're looking at it from this perspective, is that is back to our story of Rabzusha that we told all the way in the beginning of this whole section. 
right? The famous story that we all know that when the Magid, right, was asked, how could a person make a bracha on the good in the same way that he makes a bracha on the bad? And he sent them to his student, Rabzusha, who was obviously suffering, right, in a terrible scenario in, in so many different ways. And the students came to him and they said, you know, the Magid said to us, we should go and ask you, how, what does it mean that you make a bracha on the good like the bad? And he answered them, the famous answer that we all know, which is that I don't know why the Magid sent you to me because I haven't had anything negative ever happen in my life. As he's sitting there in, you know, in, in, in literally rags, in the freezing cold, no heat, in the middle of the, you know, the winter in, in the Ukraine or wherever they were, right? It, it, it's, not, it's not a normal situation. From our perspective, our 2020 perspective, we would look at this and say, look, get in touch with reality, man. You know, like this is, come on, look at the reality of your situation. But at Tzadik V'tayvlo, the Taich is, a deeper Taich of Tzadik V'tayvlo, is that everything that Hashem does is really good. Which is very hard to get to that. Very hard. Is it a goal? For sure, it's a goal. Is it hard? Yes, it's very hard. Do we ask for this? No, no, we ask Dafka not for this. We Dafka do not want this. But this is the idea of, of reframing the scenarios that are happening in a person's life. How to reframe everything. How to constantly be going back to, instead of letting the Nefesh of Bahamias dictate how I appreciate the situation, trying to shift the Nefesh of Bahamias' approach. That's the idea. Let's look inside and let's read a little bit. It says like this. So let's go back to that Pasuk that we were reading about David Melech. We are about on Lamed Gimel, right? We are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. The last line, the last word on the line is Kidichsiv, Ki. It says like this. Watch the first word in the line. Uh, so it says like this. What? It's 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Just count, count up. It says like this. Like it's written, because it's better for me, your kindness, than my life. And the rest of that sentence is, and his sfasai, his lips, are praising Hashem. That's talking about David Melech. And the bottom line is, is that when you're looking at the ruler from a different perspective, in other words, what's the ruler? So there are many rulers in life. So for some people, the ruler is if I don't have a, if I have a Lamborghini, then I have an easy and a good and wonderful life. If I don't have a Lamborghini, I have a bad life. So that is one ruler that some people might use, or the equivalent of a Lamborghini. But other people have different rulers. Now the Nefesh of Bahamias wants, right? Because we have to remember the Nefesh of Bahamias is not an inherently, quote-unquote, bad thing. It's us. We're not inherently bad, right? But what the Nefesh of Bahamis is doing is it's coming into this world and it is looking at the world from the perspective of what it can see. So what has it been taught? Well, most of us grew up watching uh, commercials, for example, watching TV, you know, or the equivalent of TV nowadays. I don't even know if people watch TV nowadays, but uh, whatever, I guess. Computer, uh, computer, uh, whatever, things, you know, internet. And, and, and 
and everything in advertising is trying to convince us that in order to be happy, you need to drink Budweiser, right? Or whatever it is, right? In order to be a real man, you have to draw, drive a Ford Bronco. You know, in other words, what is advertising trying to do? It's a billion, multi-billion dollar business for a reason. Because it's trying to convince us over and over and over again that if you will not have this product, you will not be happy, you will not be a true man, you will not have uh, women looking up to you, you will not, whatever it is, right? Like the famous, I mean, I remember from when I was a kid, right, that they had like, uh, they used to, they probably, I mean, you have Midas, Midas is, uh, you know, right, they changes the mufflers, so you have this guy that's driving along in this like little uh, pipsy little car, and like the mo- you know the the, the, the what's what is that called that they fix Midas fixes the carburetor the the muffler right right and it's going bum 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 and like everyone's like looking at him like all well, the women are looking and then all of a sudden he pulls into Midas and all oh, immediate change and oh now now he drives out it's so quiet and all the ladies are looking at you know him now in this pipsy little nothing car you know because now he went to Midas and. It's, if you look at it on, on, the, on the surface, it sounds so totally, absolutely asinine and ridiculous. But this is what our Nefesh Bahamis has been watching. This is what we've been educating you with. So that education is, has seeped into the, into the, the whole dynamic of the Nefesh Bahamis, and that's what it's telling us. So you have extremes to that. And you have other points that are, okay, look, all I want is a decent life, you know, to have a nice, uh, healthy life, a family, whatever. And then you have, right, then you have what we're saying here is that, no, that really what David Melech is saying is that even though the ruler of my Nefesh of Bahamias is that my life is the most important, so he's saying, no, that the Chesed of Hashem is even more important to me. Where do you get the Chesed of Hashem from? Well, you get it from two places. You get it from the Almadis Galia, the revealed world, and you have it the Almadis Kasia, the concealed world. Those are the two places where you're getting it from. Which is more chesed? Which is more? So if we were going to, again, use our ruler and see which is more, it's obviously more coming from a higher level, from the Almadis Kasia. And in a sense, if you look at it, we see this exact example in the Gashmiyastika world. Where do you see it? You see it, for example, let's let's talk, take a, a, a muscle of a coach and an athlete, right? A coach and an athlete. Uh, if a coach sees that there's real potential in an athlete, in whatever sport you're going to say, the coach is going to be extremely tough on that athlete. If he sees the athlete and he realizes that, oh, look, this kid is never going to get anywhere anyway, he's not going to really push him. <coughs> The ones that the coach pushes, whether it's a coach or it's a teacher or whoever happens to be, is Dafka the one that he sees, oh, this kid has real potential. I'm going to make him run again and again and again, do another suicide, another suicide, another suicide. Suicide is, by the way, is a, is a type of running exercise. <laughs> right. <not. laughs> right. It's a, it's a running exercise or, or skating exercise if you're in hockey or a swimming exercise. I don't know if it's swimming, there, but... There are lines on whatever court right. field of play you have to go between. Right. It's, it's, it's just the idea. The idea is that, okay. that the, coach is, the, coach is very, the coach is very extreme with him. So we see the same example in the Gashmiyastika world. You see the same thing, that if... The coach really appreciates, wants to really give over to his 
Makabel, right? So he's going to he's going to make him work. He's going to make him work. And if you look at it from the outside, you say, well, why is he being so tough on him? He must really hate him, right? He just has a, you know he has a he has a you know a really bad feelings towards this. No, the opposite is true. It's like he really sees that this kid has unbelievable potential, and he wants to try to help the kid to to succeed more than anyone else. So it's not such a foreign concept, right? So that's Dafka in Alma Diskasi. I want to try to read further until the end. Kisham Chevyon Oizo, because that's where that's where his hidden strength is. That that's where it is. Like it says, He dwells, he sits in a hidden place in the upper worlds. Namely, in the Elyon, here, it doesn't. It means from the point of view of a contrast, from Almedisgasia to Almedisgalia. The hidden worlds compared to the revealed worlds. That's what we're talking about. That's Dafka where his essence is. That's where, so that's where it's coming out from. That's what's going to cause him to have the merit to enable that the sun should be able to go out from its gvura. Gvura here means its limitations, right? In the future. Because this is the idea of the chama, the sun, coming out from its sheath. Sheath means like a, from a sword, the covering of a sword. Which is covered right now in this world. So on the one hand, we do have such a concept of the actual sun, but on the other hand, we also have this concept of that the Abishter is being compared to the sun. That Hashem is going to bring himself out much more. And even though we can't experience it, we're not experiencing it in the same way, but how is it coming down? It's coming down to us in a language that we can't understand. That's the way to look at it. Right? And that's what it says. Velasi, right? Right, and later on in the future, he will become revealed from his kisui, from his covering, from his hiddenness. That the language is going to be a different language. It's going to be a language that I do understand, that I can appreciate. Right now, I can't appreciate it. I don't understand it. I can't see it. Like it says about the right. Um, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was the Magid. Maybe it was the Magid. But. There's a story that they say about one of the great tzaddikim of the Hasidim that, that, like, he was being asked, can you daven for this person or can you help this person? And he said that he actually can't because from his perspective, he only sees good at this point in time in his life. And therefore, he can't bring up the Rachmanis in himself, the compassion in himself, to bring out, to ask the Ebishter to change things because he only sees the good. And if he only sees the good, so then why would he want this thing to disappear? Because he can't see it from a different perspective. That's a deeper taich in Tzadik V'tayvlo. Tzadik V'tayvlo, in that way, in that taich, is really looking at the world from a different perspective. Knowing that the Abishter only wants to bring good. If you know that the Abishter only wants to bring good, right? So then, so then, it's a totally different approach to the whole life. Now, again, I'm not saying this is easy. This is not easy at all. And Dafka every day, I'm, I'm repeating this every class three, four times. Every single day, we're davening that none of this should happen. 
Because we want to serve the Hashem in a regular, normal way. We want every day to be normal. Every day to be nothing exciting, nothing new. Just the mundane. That's what we're looking for. Because in the mundane, we're able to serve Hashem in the best possible way. And God forbid something like this happens, it knocks you off your block. It knocks you off your block. It's very hard. You can't learn your, you know, your chitas and your rambam. You can't, you know, daven three times a day with a minion. You can't, you just can't do these things. And we were sent here as, on a mission to do these things. Because at that time, it will become revealed, the hidden world, by Yizrach v'yayir begili rav v'atzum. And then it will shine and it will be enlightened in a revealed way, in, a, in an intense way. To all those that are taking, so to speak, refuge in him, right? In this world. And are hiding in his shadow. Shadow, the shadow here means the shadow of Hashem means that in everything that he does, he see Hashem. Right? And we're talking about it's Dafka in the in the shadow, because it's in the concealed places. That's where Hashem rests. That's where the deeper level of Hashem is. And so what the Alter Rebbe has done here, we're going to conclude with this for today. What Alter Rebbe has done here is he's changed the approach. He's changed the whole way of looking at things. So it's not that it's taking the pain away from a normal human being. The person still recognizes that. He doesn't want this experience. But he recognizes also that in this experience, Hashem is right there with him. And not only is Hashem right there with him in a way of distance, but he's even more with him in this situation than he was with him when things were going good. Begashmis. And that is what to meditate upon. And that's the idea of a gamzu l'tayva. Gamzu l'tayva doesn't mean that, don't worry, something good will come out of this. No, in this itself, this is where you find Hashem. Yeah, but... Can I, can I clarify something about the Tzadik Gomer? What you're saying? Again, that's not the normal Taich of Tzadik Gomer. I'm using it very liberally here. Right. Not Tzadik Gomer. It's a, we're Taiching out the word Tzadik V'Tayvlo in a certain way. Right, the Tzadik um, doesn't, 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 I can't remember, either in, either in um, Ahavas Yisrael or earlier in Tanya, I can't remember what it says, but doesn't it speak about the Arizal, that he would um, daven for, he would say al Khaid or something like that every day because he's clawless nisham, his nisham is part of everybody. Yeah. So how could it be that a tzaddik would not be able to, um, would not be, like, we said by the, by the mashal that he's not able to daven for Rachmanis or somebody. Not a mashal, that was a story that happened. It was, that was a specific st- story about a particular tzaddik. I don't remember. I think it was the Magid. I don't remember. But he was at, at the end of his life and he was only seeing, he could only see the good from Hashem, from that perspective. So therefore he couldn't, he couldn't arouse within himself a Rachmanis to ask Hashem for changing it because he saw it as the good. In other words, when you see something as good, even though, you know, like, you're, God forbid, a person has to give his child medicine, right? So obviously the, the child is disgusted by the medicine. He's, please don't give it to me. I don't want it. But you know it's for his good. Right? It's hard for you to say, well, I, want, I have Rahmanis for you, so therefore I'm not going to give you the medicine. It's a different thing. Yeah. Yes. So I have three questions, but they're very small. Uh, first one is reframing means a tapcha. 
It's not it's chapcha. It's it, it, I mean, you could say in a certain way it is like that, but we're not turning, talking about turning the darkness into light in that way. It's more of a mental state that you can you could try to bring about in yourself, changing your perspective. So in a certain way, you could do you could say ishapcha, but ishapcha is usually used more as like turning over a uh, like a physical item, so to speak. Okay, but maybe maybe you could say that. Okay, next Second question. Thing, uh, uh, I read in chapter 27 of Tanya that Itapa is only for Tzadikim, so... Okay, yeah, what's the third question? I'm not, we're not, we're not Tzadikim. Right. Maybe you. Maybe no, 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 not me. <laughs> okay, so this is, again, it's not, again, this is, this is a, this is a definite, this is a very high level of Voida that we're talking about, and it's something that a person has to meditate upon. Something has, has to like try to meditate on and to change his perspective of the situation. Is he going to be able to get to the point of Rav Nachman of Breslov, who is spitting out blood and not seeing anything negative about it? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. But is it a situation that a person could recognize that Hashem is not only is he, Hashem not distancing himself from him in this situation, but he's actually closer to him? That's something a person can can experience. But uh, but it's it's a, it's a work. But for that, okay, so.